Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, my guest knows that you can use your innate intuitive abilities to master the ego and to embrace calm and well-being. She's medical intuitive and holistic energy practitioner, Atherton Drenth, and she's here to share practical ways to cut ties with negative influences and to begin to live the truth of who you really are. Are you ready to meet her? Atherton Drenth is the author of Intuitive Dance and Following Body Wisdom. Atherton appears in the documentary Voyage to Betterment with other internationally renowned physicians, researchers, and pioneers in the fields of consciousness research and spirituality. She's a clairvoyant, a medical intuitive, and a holistic energy practitioner. And you can find out more about Atherton and her work at AthertonDrenth.com. Atherton, welcome to Out of Fog. Well, thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're here. Let's start by maybe if you can share a little bit about what brought you to this work. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in my uh, former life, as I like to say, I was a um, medical technologist, and uh, I had worked various jobs in that uh, profession in different ways and um, and had ended up in corporate. And... Uh, I had a near-death experience. I had been sick for about five years, and it was getting increasingly worse. The doctors didn't know what was wrong with me, and eventually I collapsed, and I was in bed for six weeks. I was so weak that I couldn't even sit up or you know, make it to the bathroom on my own. And uh, one day I woke up to find an angel standing beside my bed, and she looked down at me with a great deal of love and compassion, and she said, Atherton, it's your choice. You can live or you can die. And at first... I was so relieved. I said, just take me. I've had enough. You know, five years is a long time to be struggling with your health and and, uh, wasting away. And um, so I just said, fine, take me. I've had enough. And I started to rise up out of my body. And and I felt this beautiful, uh, supreme bliss. And as I was moving into the light, I suddenly started thinking about my husband. And I thought, I can't leave my husband alone with two teenagers to raise by himself. So I just asked, could I come back? And I heard a bit of a chuckle. And the next thing I knew, I was back in my body. And uh, 24 hours later, I was able to sit up and I was able to start walking again. Now, there were a series of synchronous events that happened over the next two weeks where I was led to see a young man by the name of Larry Steele, who is a healer. And I knew nothing about energy work. I mean, I was from a scientific background. I knew about uh, naturopaths and acupuncture and massage therapy, you know, the more traditional forms of of healing, but I had never heard of energy work. 
And when I went to meet him, I was really quite shocked and horrified, actually, when I watched him work on uh, other people. And, and I thought, how could something this simple be this effective? Yet when I got up on the table and the minute he touched me, I thought, oh, my goodness, this, he knows exactly what's wrong with me. And I looked at him and I said, what's wrong with me? And he told me. And it was all confirmed by biopsy three days later. And I worked with him for three and a half months. Uh, doctors by this time had told me it would be at least two years before I would be able to return to a normal life. And, uh, and I thought, well, I'm just going to work with this young man and see what happens. And uh, I worked very intensely with him for the next three and a half months, and he had me back at work uh, in that time period. Now, I never told him that I was intuitive. I never told him that I knew things about people. We never had that discussion. Uh, he doesn't talk a lot. And then one day, out of the blue, he just said, you know, I can train you to do what I do. And I remember looking at him and thinking, are you nuts? And, and I came home and I told my husband, I said, you know, this young man says that he could train me to do what he does. And he said, is he nuts? <laughs> and, and I thought, well, you know, I have nothing to lose by taking the course. And, and I went more out of curiosity to see what it was all about. And, and I couldn't understand why during the course uh, people kept coming up to me and saying, oh, you know, Atherton, can you work on me? And I thought, what's wrong with these people? You know, you know this. I don't know this. I'm, I'm little Miss Corporate in a room full of uh, chiropractors and naturopaths and, and healers. And, uh, and then I decided to go ahead and get my certification. It took a year. And, and I started seeing people in the evenings and on weekends. And I got so busy that I realized I could make a living out of this. And I had so many people coming to me and saying, oh, I, you know, can you please work with my mom? Can you please take a look at my, my child? And it just built from there. So uh, not a, a career I ever expected to go into. I mean, if someone had told me 20 years ago that I would be doing this for a living, I would have thought that they should probably see a psychiatrist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knew? Right. Well, it's a, my story is not the same as yours, but I also am, this is not how I thought it was going to turn out. I had mm -hmm. plans. I decided how it was going to be. And it's very interesting how sometimes spirit moves through our lives and we find ourselves doing something entirely other than, yeah. than what we had planned. Your book starts by talking about the three simple things. And maybe because of that kind of um, science background that you have, these three simple things, you experimented with this in, in the form of a study. Can you say what the three simple things are and say a little bit about the study and its results? Mm-hmm. So the three uh, simple things are energetic exercises that, when done together on a regular basis, have proven through our research to reduce stress and anxiety by up to 50%. And what the three simple things are, are is a grounding technique, which is called the vertical axis. The second is cord cutting with the angels. And then the third is dream time management. I mean, we've all been taught that the best way to deal with stress and anxiety is to uh, get enough sleep, to eat well, to exercise, um, relax, meditate, get out into nature. And those techniques are all really very helpful, but I think that we go into it with the wrong belief. We think that stress and anxiety is the result of what's going on in our life. And I have found, after working with so many clients over the years, that we have it all wrong, that the real core of stress and anxiety is the... Um, 
is what's going on inside our minds. It's that little voice in the back of our minds with its withering commentary, uh, our egos, which I like to call the inner crazy. Mm. And what I found by doing the three simple things and what we were able to prove through this study, and I did it with a research scientist and uh, a naturopath, is that um, it was helping people to learn how to overcome the belief that what their ego was saying to them was true so that they could really listen to that innate, deeper wisdom that we all have that we call intuition. Is there a way in which being aware of your intuition also helps deal with stress and anxiety? Because there's that discernment in there, isn't it, that's telling the difference between that withering commentary voice and true uh, higher guidance. So Mm -hmm. does being aware of your intuition help help lessen that burden as well? Yes, because what it, when you start listening to your intuition and you start to pick up that calm, loving, peaceful voice, what your intuition starts to do is it starts to teach you that what the ego believes isn't necessarily the truth. And I, I use the, the statement um, all the time that our egos are like little recorders and they record an emotional, uh, they, I'm sorry, not an emotional, but they record a belief based on something that's happened without the emotional context. And what our intuition does is it helps you to understand the emotion behind what's happened so that you can start discerning what is really the truth against what isn't the truth. And I find that our egos have us convinced that so much is the truth when it's really the lie, and our intuition helps us to understand what is really true for us. I love the fact that you included a chapter on intuitive ethics. I teach intuitive development and I like to spend time on ethics because it, when we don't, things go wrong quickly, mm-hmm. badly. <laughs> not, it's, it's not good um, yes. when we're not using those intuitive ethics. As we are now coming into greater connection with our intuition, learning that the things that our ego says to us may not be the truth, putting some kind of space around those beliefs that we hold about ourselves. Can you say a little bit about your ethical principles that you cover in the book and about how those, how those can help our self-discovery? Certainly. So the intuitive ethics, there, there are six of them. The first one is just because you know doesn't mean you do. Uh, wait to be asked. Only do is asked. If you're not asked, send love and then um, be honest. And what they do is they help you to break down how to use your intuition with more respect and integrity. Because as you become more aware of your intuition, you start to realize how much you are able to uh, feel and see solutions for other people's problems. So it works like this. Um, So just because you know doesn't mean you do. If a person is presenting you with a problem, so a a friend or a client, and they're telling you about this problem, your intuition is going to come up with 30 different ways that that can be fixed. And we are so compelled, aren't we, to say, well, if you just did this, then you'd be all right. And people get very angry when we do that because it's imposing on choice and free will. So what the intuitive ethics do is they help you to break it down and not offer advice until you are asked. So just because you know doesn't mean um, wait to be asked means that you have to listen to their situation and then ask them, are you asking me for advice or do you just need me to listen? And I can't tell you how often I have found, especially in my relationships with, with loved ones, that 80% of the time they say, no, I'm just 
telling you I've got a problem, okay? So now I have to wait to be asked. And if they say to me, well, I'm not really sure what to do about the problem, then I'll again say, are you asking me for a suggestion? And if they do, then I'm offering them choices. Well, you could do A, B, or C. What do you think you should do? So now I've waited to be asked. They have asked, and now I'm handing the situation back to them so that they can discern what is the best choice for them. Now, if they don't ask and they don't want help, then all you can do is send them love because you have to honor choice and you have to honor free will, right? Absolutely. And it, I, I love everything that you're saying. You, you're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and I'm in conversation with Atherton Drenth. Her new book is The Intuitive Dance, Building, Protecting, and Clearing Your Energy. What you're saying about using ethics and and what I would call reading with permission. You can know, but you don't have to offer it unless you are asked. To me, that directly ties into the idea of energetic protection because when we use our intuition to kind of burst through those boundaries, when we go when we haven't been acting, we're, we're sort of asking for it in terms of, right, we're leaving ourselves wide open. So do uh-huh. you yourself feel a, a connection between ethics and protection? Definitely. You know, especially for people who are in any form of service, uh, we have a tendency to be very empathetic and very compassionate, and we pick up on other people's stuff very quickly. And it's a gift, and it's wonderful, but you also have to understand when you've overstepped your bounds on being too wide open. So I, um, I teach a technique in my book called shielding, which is taking the white light of protection one step further. So as most people know, as probably most of your listeners know, the white light of protection has been around since the 50s and 60s. And it was a way to protect your energy field by filling yourself up and surrounding yourself with white light, which is very effective. And it's something that you would do if you find yourself in some sort of um, emotional conflict or physical conflict. But when you're being of service, what it does is it cuts you off. It pulls you back. It forms a shield around you and people find you to be very um, disconnected. And that's not what you want to be. So with shielding, what you do is you fill yourself up with white light, you surround yourself with white light, but then you turn the outside part into pink light, which is filled with love, which means that you can still sense and feel people, but they can't connect or attack or attach. So it is a way of allowing you to be aware energetically and emotionally but not be drained by another person's emotions. And I find this to be particularly effective with highly sensitive people and empaths because they're so used to feeling. And when they use the white light, it, it makes them feel lost because that this is how they gauge themselves in their environment. So by teaching them how to shield, they're able to still feel people but not feel that emotional drain. And maybe there wouldn't be that confusion that can sometimes happen when someone is very empathic but isn't employing boundaries mm-hmm. you get that confusion in their energy about wait is this me am i feeling this does this belong to someone else why is this hanging around is that from that person i worked with two weeks ago does this belong to me it mm-hmm. sounds like what you're saying can help sort out that confusion it cleans it up yes well and what i you know the other part of intuitive ethics is if you are feeling something whether it be physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, you always have to ask yourself, is this mine or somebody else's? Because so often we are picking up something that is coming from another person and it doesn't belong to us. 
So then we try to fix it, right? Mm. And that's the other problem. People who are highly empathic and can feel other people's stuff then think that they've either caused it, created it, or need to fix it. It's a crazy making. Well, here comes the ego back in. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What were you thinking? This is all your fault, right? And now we're mm-hmm. back. Now we're back to square one. Yes, exactly. Wow. If someone was listening to this program and they wanted a practical, quick tool for mm-hmm. protection, is there something that that you can share with them that they could do right now or do in the moments after the show is over? Sure. I mean, I can I can talk them through shielding. Sure. Okay. So what I have people do is just close their eyes, put their feet flat on the floor, take a deep breath, and then just imagine themselves inside their hearts. And then I have them imagine or pretend that they're opening up the top of their heads to the heavens, and they're asking for the white light of protection. They see that beam of light coming down through the top of their heads and coming down into their body and filling their body up completely, right down to their tippy toes and to the tips of their fingers. And it uh, fills every cell of their being until they get bigger and bigger and bigger. They're expanding like a marshmallow man. Mm-hmm. And then imagine that their heart is opening up and all that energy of the white light of protection is wrapping around them like ice cream and just filling up their entire energy field right to the very, very top. That's the white light of protection. What they're going to do now is come back into their heart and they're going to sit there and they're going to ask that the outside of the white light be turned into the pink live pink light of love so that they can sense and feel and touch other people, but they can't connect. Uh, Those people can't connect or attach or attack. Wow. And is that, what's the right word? When, once that is put in place, is it sustainable? Do people uh, go through their lives shielded once you've got practice at it and it just, stays on or does it have to be kind of topped up and maintained? Well, I would say you would do it every day mm-hmm. until you get used to it. I mean, um, I've been doing it for so long, I don't even think about it anymore. I call it my creamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I, your metaphors are awesome. I'm really hungry now. We had marshmallows and ice cream and a cream. So I just, man, I'm ready for a snack right now. No, that's beautiful. And what I like about it, too, is that it, sometimes psychic protection techniques are um, very... Um, Hmm. reductive or defensive or almost negative in themselves. Slam that door shut, close it up, nail it down and all that. You're talking about a kind of opening where you are opening in perfect safety Mm -hmm. and wrapping yourself up. So I like those very light um, images that you're, that you're giving us. Thank you. That same kind of idea about protection also can come into our physical space. And I know you believe it's important that we clear our space Mm-hmm. energetically. Can you say something about that? Sure. Well, everything's made out of energy, right? Yeah. Uh, our, our bodies, our animals, our homes, and everything or we say or do also creates a vibration that can ripple out and affect everything that it touches. I mean, if you have two, to- two tuning forks and you tap one, the other one will automatically start to sing by itself uh, across the room. So high levels of negative emotions can create toxic environments. And those in, in, uh, emotions sit in the air like a fog. Um, I like to call that fog an energetic imprint. Uh, it's like a drink spilled on a dance floor. Um, everything it sticks to, right? Yeah. Until somebody cleans it up. So if there's been a lot of emotions or traumatic events that have been happening in a room, 
then the energy is present. It's not seen. It's like dust, and it starts to build up after a while. Nobody likes to walk into a house that's dirty, right? Yeah. And yet, on the other hand, you can clean your house, and it can be absolutely immaculate. You can eat off your floors. But if there's all this negative energy just floating around in the air, in the, air the home can feel very, very cold and unwelcoming. So it, you can use the right combination of words and intent to clean a house energetically of negative imprints very easy. Uh, people make it too difficult. Clearing space is, uh, is very easy. Uh, you can light incense. You can do saging. You can even stand in the center of a room and call in an angel and just ask that the room be cleared of all negative and ungrounded energy. But a lot of people don't do this, and it's very important. You have to fill the vacuum, and you need to fill it with a loving intent. So what I will do is I will stand in the center of a room and I will just wave my hand in each corner um, after I've called in an, uh, an angel. And I, I work with Archangel Michael. And I just call in Archangel Michael and I ask him to please clear this room of all negative and ungrounded energy at all levels, in all dimensions, in all time. And then to fill this room with love and light so that all who enter here feel love, trust, and safety or joy and laughter or peace and wisdom, depending on what intent I want to send. What I do in my home is different than what I do in my treatment room, for example. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful. And I, again, I like it because it's light and it's practical, mm-hmm. right? It's got that power of angelic intervention. It's you um, taking, I think another part of using intuition ethically is taking responsibility for the choices that you make. Mm-hmm. So you're speaking your truth into that room. It's a beautiful way of, of clearing that space. We hear a lot nowadays about mm, about places that are tainted energetically whether those are so-called haunted places or the places no one wants to go or abandoned or we don't do you ever have students or do you ever yourself clear energy in those kinds of places places where it just seems like the drink spilled on the dance floor has seeped into the fabric so that it's just bad no, that's not real. My not really my forte. I mean, uh, I have a colleague who specializes in that, so I mm-hmm. refer out to her to do that uh, because she's very gifted. I'm I'm busy enough with my personal practice without uh, having to expand into another area yeah. on that one. But I do I do manage the uh, space of my home very carefully, and I also do manage the space of my uh, of my business and my home of my office very carefully. And it sounds like that same kind of care goes into the care of the physical body. Mm-hmm. Right? May this space be full of health and wisdom and joy and whatever it is that you mm-hmm. want. It seems to me we could turn these practices inside ourselves as well. Yes, exactly. Wonderful. This is a good time for you to tell people when they come to your website, how can they connect with you? How can they work with you? What would you like us to know? Well, uh, they can work with me by distance or in person. And uh, they contact the office and uh, send us uh, an email telling us what their concerns are. I, I read through it, and I feel that this is something that I can be of assistance. We'll contact them, and then they make an appointment. The first appointment's about an hour, and that's when we do a full history, and, uh, and then we do uh, some healing work. Uh, each subsequent appointment lasts anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes. I don't need you to be present in the room energetically. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, physically. I can bring you in energetically once I have your permission. I don't work on anybody without permission. And um, we just ask for a picture and, uh, you know, we can talk over the phone for that first appointment if you choose, but you don't have to do that um, either. So 
you know, people have options. They can see me in person or they can work with me by what we call distance, where they uh, contact me, make the appointment. We work, I work on you at a scheduled time, and then I email you the results. Or you can do what we call a call-in distance, where you call in and we talk together over the phone, and I work with you energetically over the phone. So there, there are three options there. So visitors to your site, AthertonDrenth.com, can explore those options and learn more about what you're doing. Atherton, thank you so much for being on the on the program. We just barely scratched the surface and there's so one of the things I love about the book is that it's there is practical but uh, kind of beautifully held, lightly held wisdom here that's accessible to people but also very powerful. So thank you for coming on the show to share a little bit about what you're teaching. Well thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. That's Atherton Drenth. Her new book is The Intuitive Dance, Building, Protecting, and Clearing Your Energy. You can find out more about Atherton and her work at athertondrenth.com. That's A-T-H-E-R-T-O-N-D-R-E-N-T-H dot com, athertondrenth.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. Find out what new classes are happening. Book a session with me. See where I'll be next. Find out who's coming up on the radio show. That's all there for you at karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.